Hey, it's Tony Bruschi from Real Ghost Stories Online. As we enter into another year of the podcast, I can't thank you enough for listening and hopefully your support. With more options than ever before for podcast listening, supporting this program and becoming an extra podcast person is more important than it ever has been in the past. And I always try and make it worth your while to be a supporter. For only $5 a month as an EPP, an extra podcast person, here's what you get. You get access to our bonus episodes, brand new ones every single week, more than 300 in the archive that you get with our best ghost stories. You get a free e-copy of our best-selling book, Real Ghost Stories, Haunting Encounters Told by Real People. You also get the audiobook version of it, as well. In addition to that, you're going to get advanced episodes of our program released to you weeks before they go to the public and they're commercial free. So if you're a big listener of the show, you want to cut the ads out, you want to cut this plea out as well, become an EPP, an extra podcast person at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. You're going to get all of that. On top of that, you also get access to our video archive of our episodes of Seeing Ghosts with new episodes coming in 2020. You get advanced ticket sale options when we go and do live shows so you can get seats before everybody else and a whole lot of other extras throughout the year as a supporter of our program for only $5 a month. Please consider supporting the show you guys spending that $5 a month as a whole is what keeps this alive. Without the support, we will not exist. So if you listen, if you've been an EPP in the past, please consider signing back up to be an extra podcast person and help this show survive. We love doing it, but we can only do it with your support. Ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. And thank you for your support. Today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online is brought to you by Adam and Eve. Get yourself 50% off just about any item, plus 10 free gifts. Use code GHOST. That's GHOST, G-H-O-S-T, at checkout at adamandeve.com. When a cryptic-looking woman with long hair appears in your room late at night, it might be just a dream, right? Not always. That's part of the story we discussed today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. And it is an 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Write in at realghoststoriesonline.com and support the program. Become an extra podcast person, an EPP, as we call them. Get yourself uh, hooked up with all the bonus episodes of the show. Brand new ones every single week. You also get access to our advanced episodes of the program. All commercial free to binge away on. Also hook you up with a free e-copy of our Amazon best-selling book, Real Ghost Stories, Haunting Encounters Told by Real People, and the audio book. You get that as well. That right there is like $30 value, which you could buy on Amazon or Audible, but you get it right away when you become an EPP for only 5 bucks a month, plus all the bonus content updated weekly at ghostpodcast.com or through patreon.com slash stories. Tony and Jenny Bruschi, joining you once again. Hi. And how are you this fine day? I'm good. How are you? I think I have a phantom phone cracker. 
What? In all the years of having a phone, I've never once cracked my screen in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. I have like two small cracks on two corners here in areas where like I have the I have the the case, the box. Yeah, you have the the big I drop everything case. And I don't know how on earth I get these little cracks in these little areas. It's just it's baffling to me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's like my the chapstick in my pocket that maybe is pushing on the screen when mm. I'm sitting down and the pressure applied is... Well, is that um, still the giant phone? Yeah. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't go for the giant phone. I like the giant phone. Well, you're carrying an iPad in your pocket. That's true. So that's going to be easier to crack. I We're think. not talking about the pocket with the zipper. <laughs> you had to throw that in there. Of course I did. You know how I break everything. Like, mm -hmm. we went shopping this weekend, and I almost broke two things in two different stores. <laughs> so, I don't have the giant phone, and I have no. yet to break it, knock on wood, you know? I've, I've had the giant phone before, though, and I've never, I've never had this type of case. I've always had cases, but I've never had this type, so I don't know what I'm doing wrong. It just kind of, it feels like it's cheaper glass than before. I don't know. Yeah, I don't the, know. The way that it's, it's, it's kind of coming up on certain spots. I don't know. And Anyway, it's just. It's bothering me. 855-853-4802 uh, is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Uh, coming up uh, a little bit later on uh, on the show, I'll let you pick here. We have two routes that can go down, and whatever we don't go down today will go down on the next episode. Um, you want to hear babysitters share dark family secrets? Yeah. That they discovered on the job <laughs> or hitchhiker stories. Oh, both. I want to hear both. Well, we'll get to both. But we, okay. you know, did you ever babysit as a kid? No. You never I babysat ba anybody? I babysat my brother and that was it. But was I it? don't think I ever once babysat anybody else's child did until I was an adult. Did you discover any dark family secrets while babysitting your brother? <laughs> Just that he existed. That's all. <laughs> Uh, so we'll talk about some of those uh, here in a little bit. It's uh, it's creepy stuff. I did some babysitting. I'll talk about that when uh, when we get over to it. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number. Let's go to our first uh, letter of the day. It says, hey, guys, I'm a new listener from Scotland. I've been listening to your podcast for about two months now. and wanted to share an experience I had when I was younger. My family and I had lived in the same house since I was born. However, it was when I was around 10 years old that this experience happened. My bedroom was upstairs at the back of the house and always had a weird feeling about it. It always felt as though someone or something was in the room with me. I'd be playing by myself in my room and would have that feeling that someone else was in the room watching me. There were nights when I would be awakened by my toys going off in the middle of the night, and this happened on so many occasions, that my dad had to take the batteries out of them. Things started getting worse when my auntie bought me a strange angel doll as a present. It was designed to be hung up on the wall, and so my mom had hung it in the co corner of my bedroom above my bed, facing out into the room. Every morning, the angel's head would be turned inward, facing the corner of the wall. My mom would always fix the doll. However, its head somehow always turned around by itself to face the wall. It was around this time that I began having what I thought was terrible nightmares every night about an old woman who would enter my room and sit on the end of my bed. The woman had long, dark hair covering her face, and I remember her being almost witch-like. She'd sit on my bed and shout abuse and swear at me, asking me, Who the fuck are you? repeatedly, as if it was 
me in her house. Obviously, as a 10-year-old, I was terrified and would try to hide in my bed, too scared to even scream for my mom and dad. The same thing happened every night. The woman would enter my room, sit on the end of my bed, and shout at me for what felt like forever. She seemed so real. I wasn't sure, but I was dreaming her awake. Eventually, I told my mom and dad about the scary woman who came into my room and shouted at me every night. Obviously, they didn't believe me and told me it was just a nightmare. I started making excuses not to sleep in my bedroom, but it didn't work. One day, my dad was decorating my bedroom and had just finished painting. I was sleeping in my bed with my mom that night as I have asthma, so my dad slept in my room. He woke during the night unable to breathe and said he had dreamt about the same woman in my room. It was at this point that my family eventually believed me, and my mom said she thought it might be her grandmother visiting me, although I didn't believe this as the woman in my room was terrifying. She passed away before I was born, and that would explain why the woman shouting and asking me who I was. My mom took me to visit her grave and introduced me. After then, the woman never visited me again. However, I still had an eerie feeling whenever I was in my bedroom. We moved out of that house and I was 15. I'm 25 now and I've never had any other experiences since. However, I have a huge interest in the paranormal. Thanks for reading my story. I hope it makes it onto your shows. It'd be amazing to hear you all the way back in Scotland. I get the mom trying to say something comforting like, oh, it's probably my grandmother. Mm -hmm. But when it looks like the girl from the ring, but an old lady. <laughs> it's everybody's grandma. No, that's not going to that's not going to make you feel better. Does it help just to have mom say, maybe it's my mom, even though you know it's not, and you you look at her and is, it, or is, is that just it, like dismissive? That, that would drive me nuts as a kid. That would piss me off, honestly. Yeah. I, and I know that they're just trying to mean well, mm -hmm. but I think it'd be more helpful to just say, I believe you. Sure. And that's it. Even if you can't do anything, which most of the time you can't, just say, I believe you. Instead of trying to come out with, well, maybe it's this person or maybe it's that person, you know, it's, it's almost dismissive. But does that then make the could that make the experiences worse? If you believe them, then mom believes me. This must be real. Does it does it make it worse? Because I, I think you got you to look at it from two different angles. There's the one angle where it is an imagination thing. Mm -hmm. And there is nothing going on there. And I'm not saying that for this story, but there's certainly times uh, I don't believe I had anything paranormal going on in my house, but I can remember spooky things. And if my parents said to me, I believe you, you know, I believe you had that experience, I think is kind of operative. If the kid can really understand the difference, though, is another thing. Yeah, it depends on the age of the kid, yeah. whether or not they understand that difference. But having the dad spend the night in her room yeah. and then experiencing something, you know, that... I, I don't know. I guess I would just feel better to know I'm not alone mm -hmm. or I'm not imagining things. You know, for somebody to say, I believe you would just be that validation that might make it a little easier to cope with. Sure. But you're right. I don't know if then that makes it even more real. It, and what I was getting at, would it make it more real if it's not something that's truly paranormal? Would it just amp up the anxiety of the shadow that you're seeing of your pennant sitting on a shelf that you think is a witch's nose mm -hmm. which I, I had that I, I remember like there's all the I had this shelf with all these different random things on which I still kind of do have a shelf with different random yeah. things on <laughs> you shit on my shelf on uh, my Instagram page but at night you know the the, the shadows would kind of hit it and 
in one way, if you were at a certain angle, it looked like a, a creepy witch's nose hanging off and mm -hmm. a head figure. And I remember being scary. And, and remember a couple nights, like really kind of freaking out about it. Um, and if my mom said, I believe you saw the witch. Uh, you know. Well, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't play into it. Yeah. I would just be like, okay, I believe you saw something. Sure. But let's figure out what you saw. The, exactly. That'd be more of the angle to take. Yeah. I just, I mean, after doing the show for so long, it just, we hear the stories of people that mm -hmm. were never believed as children. And this yeah. is the only place where they've ever been believed and well, how much that affects them. What happens though, when mom goes in to try and figure out the explanation and go, oh, it's just this, mm -hmm. this is what it is. But that's clearly not what it is. Then, then everybody stumped going, okay, well, maybe there is something going on in your room. Well, you're really no worse off than the kid just yeah. knowing something's going on. I mean, something's going on either way. But if you say, I believe you, let's figure out what this is. Sure. Chances are most of the time it's going to be nothing. Yeah. It's going to be a pennant, like you said, mm -hmm. or some other thing making a weird shadow. Yeah. It's interesting. It's, I like it. It's more fun when the kids fuck with the parents. And say they're seeing stuff in the hall. That's not fun. I hate that shit. <laughs> it's a shadow moving outside my room. Mm -hmm. No, not really. Back to the ghost stories in just a moment. First, I need to thank our supporter today, Adam and Eve. Free stuff, obviously. That's a good thing. Who doesn't like free stuff? But free stuff to spice up your bedroom, it's even better. Go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off with code GHOST, that's G-H-O-S-T. And then Adam and Eve loads on more free stuff. Enter code GHOST at checkout, select one item, and you'll also get 10 additional free gifts. Sexy item for him, special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy, and six free movies as well, plus free shipping. 50% off just about any item, plus 10 free gifts. Just use GHOST. That's our offer code. G-H-O-S-T. GHOST at checkout at adamandeve.com. Again, 50% off plus 10 free gifts. Not bad, especially when you may be cramped up at home for the next long period of time. GHOST is the offer code. G-H-O-S-T. Get 50% off any item plus 10 free gifts. Use code GHOST at checkout at adamandeve.com. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number. Get real ghost stories online to share your real ghost stories with us. Next story says, uh, this happened to me in 2003. My husband got a job in central Alabama and we began looking for homes there. We were looking at several, but fell in love with a big plantation style house built in the eighties. The previous owners had moved out nine months prior to another state. Our realtor took us to the house for us to see. Upon entering the house, I slowly started to notice that some of their stuff was still in the home, like furniture and family photos on the walls. I thought, how weird, since they moved out so long ago. Why were these things still here? I went to the fridge. I opened the fridge. I still had stuff inside, like condiments and a bottle of vodka. The pantry was full of food as well. We went upstairs to check out the second floor and in the bedrooms, the closets were full of clothes. It was like they never moved out. I asked our realtor again, how long ago did they move out? Our realtor stated that the whole family, parents and kids, moved out nine months ago. I felt weird being in there. It was like I was invading their privacy or something, and I must admit red flags were going off 
everywhere. But I really love the house. It was on five acres with woods all around. No close neighbors to bother you. So we bought it. We drive by the house to see how the previous owner was doing getting all their belongings out of the house. One day we saw them at the house, so we parked across the road and watched them for a while. They'd rented a huge dumpster and were throwing all their belongings and contents of the house into it. We were like, what the hell? So our moving day came and the moving company showed up with our stuff and moved us in. They asked permission to take stuff from the dumpster and we didn't see a problem with it. So we said, take what you want. Only thing left inside the house was a picture with the Our Father prayer hanging on the wall. So after about four days of getting settled in, I was upstairs in my room and my 17-year-old son was downstairs in the living room. Suddenly, a boom so loud it sounded like a bomb going off happened. I started running down the stairs and my son was running up. I said, what the hell happened? He said, I don't know. I thought something happened up here. About that time, the booming sound went around what sounded like the outside of the entire house. We ran downstairs, ran outside and nothing. So a few nights later, my husband and I were downstairs watching TV and I told him, I'm going to watch TV in our bedroom. He says he'll be right up. So I hear him turn off the TV and start walking up the stairs. He's about halfway up and I hear the TV come back on. I then hear him running up the stairs into our bedroom. He said, did you hear that the TV turned back on? I said, I did hear it. Went back on down there and it turned off again. He said, hell no. We nervously laughed. My son's room was across the hall, so I yelled at him to go downstairs and turn off the TV. So he goes down there, and my husband and I are quietly listening to see what happens. Comes back up, and we're staring at him, and he's like, what? We just tell him what happened. He was so mad. He said, y'all are terrible parents to send your only son down there where a ghost might be. Anyway, that was just the beginning of what happened at that house. Turns out it's been the scariest place that I've lived thus far. I'll share more next time. Thanks for listening, and I love your podcast. I want to hear more right now. I hate that. I know. It's like, keep writing. Keep writing. Oh, I got to know what the booms are, you know? Yeah. That is kind of shitty. <laughs> like, hey, why don't you go down and check that out? That is. I mean, it could have been an intruder. It could have been anything. Let's send the kid down and see what happens. Well, I think if they thought it was an intruder yeah. or something living, that they wouldn't have done that. You'd hope so. Yeah. I don't think they would have sent them, yeah. sent him down, but you got to wonder why the previous owners were throwing all their stuff away. Mm -hmm. Were they afraid something was attached to it? Maybe. That's what I'm wondering where, especially if it was, you know, stuff that, you know, was good to use. It mm -hmm. really wasn't something that's like, well, at least, you know, sell it or give it to Goodwill or whatever, you know, Yeah. but just dumping it and throwing it away. That's uh. I don't know. That, that, that I think would be something where you, you don't want anyone else to have it. And not because you're selfish and like no one else can use my Frisbee, but because there's something there's something going on there. You're afraid they're going to have something attached to them. Yeah. Through that it's item. Like, yeah. Like you're doing it for their own good. Almost. Mm -hmm. It's creepy. Uh, yeah. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Please do share more of that uh, experience in your house considering it's the creepiest house in the world for you. Our next letter says, I study at a very old school in another country. It was founded during uh, the American era here and I'm not surprised that so many spirits dwell on this campus. I remember when I spent my first overnight at our school, my classmates and I were very excited about the 
uh, event because it will be one of the last times we'll all be together since we were graduating the same year. Our moderator told us to occupy two rooms in the fourth floor of the high school building because another section was occupied by another group. My friends and I prepared for this overnight and we brought a huge radio component so that no one will get bored that night. It was about 9 or 10 p.m. that night when a friend of mine turned up the volume of the radio and that's the time that most of us were dancing in front of an empty classroom and on the hallways of the fourth floor. My best friend, we'll call him Fabio, that's not his real name, and my classmates were dancing in front of the uh, one of the rooms when suddenly Dags, not his real name, I'm changing all the names, noticed an obscure reflection on the glass of the door. It was an image of a man wearing a uniform with no seal and had a black complexion and it almost looked like it had no head due to the dark surroundings. He thought that it was just the reflection of our other classmates who was with him that night in the hallway. He pushed Vorhe to see if Vo's reflection and the image of the boy would match up, but they didn't move. After that, he pushed another one to see if their reflection would match up, but the image didn't move either. Started looking around and noticed that everyone was dancing, and we realized that no one was wearing a uniform that night. The hair on the back of his neck stood up and pulled Dags to his spot and pointed to the glass of the door then ran inside our sleeping quarters. Dags, who was a clairvoyant, also noticed the reflection of the man but thought that it was only his reflection. As he danced to the sound of the beat, he was shocked that the reflection didn't move. Then he realized that things weren't normal anymore. So he also rushed inside to another classroom. Said, have you seen that? The boy wearing the uniform? You've also seen that? A friend said, also, I thought it was who I was looking at, but it wasn't me, Dags exclaimed. Matt and I overheard their commotions and asked what happened. We saw a ghost. He looks like a headless student wearing a uniform. Fabby whispered so our other classmates wouldn't be scared. Come on, headless? It's just your imagination, I said to Fabby. It's true. Asked Dags. He also saw it. Yeah, he looks like a headless one because he's so very dark. Dags said with a hysterical face. Or maybe it's just that the reaction when he sees a ghost... Matt and I were so curious that we tried to see the so-called apparition on the glass, but we saw nothing. After that, we tried to ignore the scary event and enjoy the night anyway. Days have passed, then weeks. Nothing unusual happened after that scary experience, but we never dared to stay late in our classroom because of the man in the glass window. A month has passed since that faithful encounter, but what comes after would shock me completely. It was family day, a special day at our school, so there were numerous students at the school that night. It was almost 7 p.m. and almost all the buildings on our campus were deserted because it was Sunday and all the people are in the backfield. Since the program was dull and boring, the class decided to do some extracurricular activities. So as adventurous teens, we tried to amuse ourselves and decide to go on another ghost hunting expedition. We split into small groups. Some went to the college building, some went to the LRC building, and the others went to the high school. The ones who went to the high school building climbed up the fourth floor of the building without knowing what had happened to Fabby in the past. As they walked past the hallway, one girl saw someone who was standing inside that room, the same classroom where we saw the apparition. It was a man with a dark complexion that almost looked decapitated since it had no head. She asked herself if someone was in the room late at night and wearing a uniform since it was Sunday. 
Realizing what they saw wasn't normal, they rushed down the building as fast as they could. After the scary experiences our classmates have endured, never again did we dare to get inside the building during nighttime. To this day, no one has had any idea of the identity of that man in the mirror and what he wants to say. Some assume that it was one of the students who committed suicide during the 90s. Others say it was one of the restless souls that got disturbed since our school was built on top of an abandoned cemetery. I guess we'll never know. But that experience was the thing we needed to remember our high school memories by. Well, at least they have that bond forever. <laughs> Gosh, a headless a soldier. Guy? Mm-hmm. It, uh, I think I'd be afraid of mirrors and reflections forever after having that uh, that experience. And it was just in glass, but anything that's going to give a reflection now, yeah, I'd be really concerned, is that... Yeah. And what is that when you're saying, like, you look in the mirror or the, the glass reflection and you, you think it's you, and it takes a moment for you to realize, oh, they're not doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. How would you handle that? I'd freak out. No, no doubt about it. I'd freak out. Would you realize it right away? Probably. As long as you know there was reflection you were looking at. I mean, mm-hmm. I suppose sometimes it's, you know, sometimes if you're looking at a glass reflection at kind of a distance, it's kind of foggy. It's kind of, you, you see a figure like, oh, it's just my reflection. And then if you realize, oh, wait a second, that's not moving like I am. That must not be my, be my reflection. But wait a second, it is. And that's, I'm not moving with it. But wait a second, I'm not headless, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I'd be confused for a few minutes, mm-hmm. honestly. That, that would very much confuse me and then I would freak out. Yeah. Creepy story. Thank you for sharing that uh, experience with us. Uh, let's go to this. This is uh, babysitter sharing some of their darkest family secrets that they discovered while on the job. I hated babysitting. I'm surprised you babysat. You, I, you were not a kid person until Libby. And, yeah. and especially, yeah. I mean, you became a really good kid person once Harp was around. Sure. But you were good with Liv. But before that, no. Yeah, well, I never had brothers or sisters. And the only kids that I was around were like my cousins who were kind of bratty at that time. So, you know, they, and they, they turned out to be great kids and great adults, but you know, I was the older one, um, amongst most of them. Um, and, um, it was just kind of like, how do you handle this? What do you do? You know? Well, so I never, I never had, you know, first time. You didn't want to play boy stuff. No, I didn't. I I really didn't. I wanted to do broadcasting Uh and, uh, and then like uh, make fake cooking shows with my, um, little toy, cooking mm-hmm. set and then do a weather forecast <laughs> yeah i guess it's not exactly gi joe's so it was kind of or football or I su- baseball i suppose they look at me the same way mm-hmm. like we go to tony's house and he's got like this fake newsroom set up in his basement and then he wants us to do camera work and then uh do the forecast and, uh, and they could do sports because they like sports i yeah. i didn't want to do the sports report because <laughs> i do it wrong i'm like the packers beat the brewers today and i'd be all wrong on who was what it's like <laughs> the Packers and Brewers exactly, don't play <laughs> exactly, but that's that's what I would have been saying. And these are people who lived for that stuff. But uh, no, I, I would babysit. There was I didn't babysit much, but like the neighbor across the street, um, there's no there's no kids in our neighborhood uh, for the most part. So I was the only one, um, and they had some little ones. Um, and every once in a while, they you know would want to go out, and I was like, I guess their only option. So they said, you know, I want to make some money. They knew me. I knew them. I was like, yeah, sure. We can, I'll babysit, whatever. They were little hellions. <laughs> well, they can 
they turned out fucked up, didn't they? Yeah, they really did. <laughs> they turned out pretty fucked up. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I just went over really for the free cable because we didn't have cable. So oh, I, nice. I would, uh, I, I would hope it'd usually be like, like, okay, we're going to go out and then put the kids to bed. And then I could watch like VH1 and MTV till they got home. So that was okay. But I didn't know what. I remember, like once, like the baby was crying. I didn't know what to do. It's like, hey, gotta talk to it. Like, hey, please stop crying. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to pick. I mean, I picked the baby up for a minute, but I also didn't know like how to comfort it or anything. I wasn't doing anything wrong or how mean. How old was the baby? A baby? Uh, like an infant? Yeah. Why the hell would you say yeah? I'll babysit an infant. I didn't know any better. Oh God. I, mean, I think twice about babysitting infants, and I've had two kids. I I had no idea. It was like they're like oh, you know, just uh, you know, because he, he was already fed and all that. It was just you know, that's it. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know what to do. It was more so just make sure he doesn't die. You know, so that was kind of the uh, the mm -hmm. instructions. Don't get him out. Just you know. But then they start crying and you don't know what to do if you have no experience in it. Yeah. I mean, it was all around a bad idea to have the kid come over who has no experience. Watch your infant. Yeah. You know, and be like, hey, you know, I, I have like take toys around the room, like stuffed animals and try and cheer him up. <laughs> like, I didn't know what to do. I had no clue what the fuck to do. I didn't like yell at the kid or anything. Well, that's good. <laughs> was, that's like the least you could do. But I was just like, hey, go back to sleep so I can watch more real world on MTV because my parents are too cheap for cable. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, uh, here's some uh, horror. Uh, 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 these are dark family secrets discovered from babysitters. It's got to be great. Uh, a family member, this is from uh, from Reddit. It says, a family member of mine was a babysitter in the 70s. A couple who lived nearby asked her to babysit their family a few times. I didn't get the sense that she knew them very well. Every time she'd go, they said the baby was sleeping and not to disturb the baby by checking on it. The baby never cried. The parents would come home and relieve her, and she never saw or heard the baby. At the time, I don't think my family member thought much of it, but she has told me the story several times because it keeps nagging on her. How could a baby be asleep for the entire time she was there? Every time. No noises, nothing. And then later in life, she saw the couple and they don't have any kids. <laughs> Today, she thinks there must not have been a baby, but no idea why they hired her. That I don't get. Just to sit in the house? I mean, is it like a paranoid house sitting job where you, you don't trust your house alone and, you know, like a security system, essentially, that you need someone there? And so no one's going to sanely say, I'll house it for four hours. That or somebody's lost a child and is not processing that mm -hmm. to where they still have to act like there's still a child. Yeah, that could be that, too. God. Yeah, that would be that would be creepy. Uh, I was a nanny for a young boy uh, with special needs. Uh, let's call the parents John and Lisa. John worked for Lisa's parents as they owned a painting company. The company had a family surname as its name. One day, I noticed John was home from work early in the painting van, but it had his surname as the company name on the van, not Lisa's parents' surname. I thought it was a funny coincidence that he and Lisa had the same surname. So I pointed this out. He froze up and looked a little awkward and said, oh, it's because Lisa and I are first cousins. Ew. They shared the same paternal grandparents and therefore the same surname. 
They've been together since they were young teenagers. I'm not actually sure if this is legal or not, but it's certainly frowned upon where I'm from. <laughs> that is illegal, right? Uh, or does it depend on, is it a state-by-state state thing? I think it might be a state-by-state state thing, and I'm not sure how many, you know, levels of cousins you have to be distanced <laughs> before it's okay. I don't I I would just... I, if you can recognize it in the tree, uh-huh. probably just not a good idea. Well, but I know a long time ago, that was very commonplace. That was like the preferred thing to keep like family. Like second cousins? Dad or first cousins keep family blood the same. Like we're talking 17, 1800s. But anymore, everybody realizes genetics. Hello. You would think as dumb as society is getting that this would be like it's been it's being re-encouraged or mm. something <laughs> that that this is a now a thing again no uh, i think there's enough options out there you don't have to marry your cousin no i agree but i'm just saying as far as intelligence goes of a lot of folks <laughs> that this is a thing again and we're just not like oh shit everyone's cousins i didn't when did this start up you know and you just suddenly one day realize this uh, let's see here. Our family, I still don't know uh, what was up with them. It's like they were squatting in a model home or something. It was a fully furnished house that looked like it was straight out of Better Homes and Gardens magazine, but there was nothing in the drawers, fridge or cabinets, no toiletries in the bathroom except for toilet paper, no food or silverware in the kitchen, no clothes in the closets or the kids' drawers, and no toys. The lady just told me to order food for the kids and watch TV. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a little awkward. Yeah, I don't get it. That's one of those things where you just, you know, you walk in there and, and it's like, this looks normal. And it's like you're on the set of a TV show or something. Or she's a realtor and she doesn't want the babysitter going to her house for whatever reason. So she brings the kids to this model home and just <laughs> leaves them there with the babysitter and goes out and does whatever she needs to do. And then if something gets messed up or the kids break something or the babysitter does something. Mm-hmm. It's a model house. Mm-hmm. I bet a lot of these have logical things like that that are just a weird answer that is right there, but you're nobody's you don't pick up on it. Yeah. That's very much like that. Like, okay, it's not, you know, probably what she should be doing, but that might be the simple answer. It's for sure she should not be doing that. Yeah. And what's wrong with her house to where she can't have somebody from the outside come and take care of her kids there? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, so there's some uh, creepy stuff, uh, creepy family secrets that uh, people have have found while babysitting. If you have one of those, it'd be interesting to to hear it. You can uh, hit us up on uh, social media. I'm at Tony Bruschi. She's at Jenny Bruschi on Instagram. B-R-U-E-S-K-I, by the way, is how you spell Bruce just in case you were wondering. That's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. And EP feed, go to ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Until next time, for Jenny, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. Kaiser is off the chain. Everything is in one place for you. Your x-ray will be done there. The doctor will see you there. The labs are there for you. And then the nurses that work with you at Kaiser, they make you feel so at home. They're there to meet your needs. I would not be alive today if I had not had Kaiser permanently. I feel really, really great knowing there's a place that I can go to make sure that I can maintain good health on a regular basis. 
Every medical case is unique. Kaiser Foundation Health Plan, Midland Experts, 2101, East Jefferson Street, Rockville, Maryland, 20852. Worried about keeping up with your fave friends all summer? Or posting every perfectly pink sunset you see? Don't sweat the connect. You can have it made in the shade with four lines of unlimited data for $100 a month. Scroll the staycation pics, find your new go-to takeout spot, or catch some rays on video chat. Whatever you and the crew are into, all the data makes it all that much better. Smile. You're on Cricket. Cricket Core acquired on four lines. Data speed limited to three megabits per second. Cricket may slow data speeds when the network is busy. Additional fees, usage, and restrictions apply. Behind every company, there's a time-tested engine keeping it moving. After earning his master's in accounting degree online from Grand Canyon University, Isaac's helping drive his client's business forward by identifying efficiencies and building business models. He's become a core team member, keeping clients on budget and ensuring their success. What do you think accounting careers look like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.